Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Check the Vending Machines. It's another week where we talk about movies. I'm Jason. That's Zach. What's going on, man? Not much, man. You know, just uh, trying to deal with this fucking cold, man. Another, know, another man. day where it's like, I feel like we had like 60s and 70s this week, and that was like yesterday, it was like 50s, and now it's like fucking 45. Like, yeah. And it's supposed to be hot. Yeah, I think it's supposed to get hotter later in the day. But then I also am in a position where, like, that means dipshit to me. Because I have to go to sleep at, like, 3 o'clock. I mean, it's so time, time of year. Time of so year. I, it, should be, it should be hot. Why well, yeah, we... that's, yeah, it's, like, almost the middle of April. And I can't believe, yeah, we're still dealing with, like, 45-degree temperatures. Zach, when you were in middle school, cause we, mm-hmm. I think we went to the same middle school for um, a year, I think. Uh, we definitely, I mean, a year for me. I don't know how long you were there. I think you were. I was only there for eighth grade. When did you, when did you start? Oh, okay. Were you I middle school there the, the entire time? I moved at the end of sixth grade. So I guess okay. we were basically there for the same amount of time. Okay. Okay. Did they make you the following year? Cause you're younger than me. Did they make you watch Inconvenient Truth? No, I don't think I ever watched that. Okay, so when I was in eighth grade, my my like homeroom teacher, like I don't know mm-hmm. what day it was, like they made every homeroom class in eighth grade watch Inconvenient Truth. Huh. I don't know what, no, what I don't know if there was like some sort of like school mandate or or homeroom agenda or whatever. At Oak Park they did this? Yeah. They made all made huh. we sat there the entire homeroom and we had to watch Inconvenient Truth. And we were I remember being like I don't even know if it just dropped. If it was hot, like brand new, not even out yet. I don't know. It must have been. Well, it couldn't have been. I thought he dropped Inconvenient Truth like not that no, long it was, after. No, it was 2006. So yeah, it was 2006. So it was right. That okay, was like yeah, guess, yeah it just it well, just dropped on like home demand or whatever on t- DVD or whatever. A fucking hot, fresh Al Gore documentary. And we watched it, and I remember thinking like, I don't give two fucks. And now I'm sitting here, maybe, maybe like, maybe it's supposed to be. But warm this right is now. the opposite of what the inconvenient truth said, where they're like, oh, it's gonna be so hot and everything, and now it's like, well, it's not hot. I'm dealing with fucking 45 degrees. Well, because the up ice, until because like the, ice, the ice caps, they when they melted into the ocean and they allowed the the water de- water spirit of <laughs> Neptune to uh, reemerge. They allowed Poseidon to come back from yeah. the depths. And he made everything cold again. Yeah, exactly. And it's really fucking cold for no reason. I have to, I have to cut the grass today, yeah. and like it's fucking cold as shit. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, no. Well, it was like I went out to the movies, and I was like, oh, I'll wear like shorts and like a long sleeve shirt because like yeah. it should be fine. And I got out, and I think it was like. In the 40s, and I was yeah, like, "This yeah, was yeah. a mistake." Yeah, same thing for me yesterday, dude. You know, and I I, I popped my tire yesterday, so I had, to, I had to change my tire. Oh, so you had to deal with that? And yeah, uh, it was fucking cold. Tires as fuck. are the most annoying thing when they go wrong on the car. It was not even that it's hard to fix; it's just annoying that and it yeah. takes. So well, long. no, for my tire was hard to fix because was it the previous time I got my tires worked on. Mm-hmm. The asshole tire guy at oh, Walmart. Oh, he tightened it too tight. He he made that fucking gun, man. Damn. He tightened that. So we had to like have Dude, my yeah, feelings okay, stand yeah. on if it, it. If they're too tight, that is a pain in the I ass. I mean, we couldn't get it. I couldn't get it. We had we had to literally use my fiance had to stand on the wrench to to just get them off. Oh my god, it was that tight. Jesus, you know, and like I 
it was like, why are we even? Do, why are we doing like this? They're gonna ruin yeah. my tire. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that's, that's also yeah. You're not even supposed to do that. They're like that can fuck up the tire. Yeah, it's gonna, it's it's gonna bend up the thing probably. Yeah. Um, but we're here. It's Check the Vending Machines podcast, pop culture podcast. Uh, yes. Where every week we talk about stuff. We've been doing the podcast since 2015, I think, something like that. Six years, seven years. It's been that long? I feel like it's, it's been longer than on that. On and off since then. Maybe something like that. This is episode 170. Yes. 170. We're closing in on 200. I can't believe we're already closing in on 200. No, that's what happens when you're actually consistent. Consistent, with your yeah. Schedule. And when we get to 200, that's when we the whole podcast is changing. We're going to become looking at it's. In, it's Completely a new, Nintendo podcast at 200. So if you like movies, enjoy it now because episode 200. Enjoy while lasts because then we're only going to be playing Nintendo games. Yeah, it's good. Or we're going to switch to. And not even current Nintendo games. We're going to play like we're going to bust out this SNES and NES, and we're going to yeah. bring up some classics games and, that you've never heard. And knowing of how Zach and I play video games, it's going to be a real long podcast because no one ever finishes <laughs> games. Or we're going to do we're going to switch to anime focused podcast. Mm, mm. and we're only giving i feel like we kind of do that it's about it's partially my fault but i feel like that happens partially my your fault 20 oh okay mostly my fault <laughs> well you're wearing you say that as you wear a naruto shirt they can't see that though this is an audio medium that's fair um but okay yeah i'd say mostly my fault no i talk about manga most of the time yeah I mean, honestly, well, I mean, I still watch anime, but I feel like most of the times when I bring up conversations lately, I've definitely been bringing up more of the stuff that I've been yeah. reading. Between, I, like, I, um, yeah, I downloaded the entire season of the, of the anime you mentioned last wrap-up episode. The um, What did I mention? Like the romance. Com- the co- rom- oh, yeah, 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 that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dress-up dress one. Dress-up, darling? Yeah. I was like, I'm just going gonna, gonna to read it. So I, I, I was reading it on my phone. I read the first, like, read the first chapter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if this is for me. No, I mean, I get that. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, I think that's always been a thing with anime for me that I actually kind of like the shojo slice of life romance kind of stuff. It's actually a genre that I find like fairly enjoyable. It's one of those things that I can kind of like turn my brain off and just watch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're not into that, it, stuff. it's not even the, the it's not even the concept of the, of the manga. I I'm fine with the concept. Yeah. I don't like it's the boy, because I mm-hmm. I really like I I really liked um oh the girl the Shonen Jump the Shonen Jump rom com like the Will They Won't They series Nisekoi. Oh, I never, I, I've I never read, read that. I read a lot of that, not the whole thing, but I read a bunch of that, and I I liked it because the main character is like a Yakuza kid. Yeah. So like, I like the concept of that, and I, I I wouldn't mind the concept of dress up whatever, but I don't mm-hmm. like that he's like such an obscure niche thing. That to me is that's the weird part. Hmm. I mean, I for me that was the thing that was the more interesting part about it, him as a main character. And I've seen a lot of people bring it up, like his character in the in general. They're like, uh, I hate the fact that he like has no personality, and I'm like, he has a personality. His personality is that like. He basically, as a child, was, like, emotionally scarred by this girl who was like, you're fucking weirdo because you like these dolls. Yeah. So he never shares anything Which, about by the way, with anybody. Let's just be real. I mean, it is a weird hobby. I will it say is that weird, but like let's, let's be real, though. Aroused if, by these dolls. It's definitely if strange. If your entire life is dedicated to some fucking random girl when you were a kid, you're already, well, you're, you're already yeah. bitch-made. Because... <laughs> You like what you like, and if no one, if people don't understand that, then fuck that. Well, that's the thing that I like, and then we talked about it, and that's what the thing I like about the girl 
in the manga, which is that she's the exact opposite. She, where it's like she likes what she likes, and she's yeah. like a hundred percent out there about it. She tells everybody about it, how much she loves all these different characters and all these different types of, you know, games and anime series and whatnot. And so that's what kind of like that's what I like about her, and I, I like about their his relationship with her is that he kind of is through her willing to like yeah. you know be more open about you know, this weird, random, obscure thing that, like, he's dedicated his whole life to. Yeah, because it's so. if the, a, a hobby that if you were literally anywhere else in the world, you'd be, be considered, you know, Buffalo Bill or something, yeah. or something like that. Um, we're, we're not I mean, ta- This week, yeah. we're not talking about anime. We're not. We're not talking about... I mean, you can, you can see, maybe you can consider it anime. We're not talking about anime. We're not talking about My Dress Up um, Crush. We're not talking no. about... Um, this manga I read on Shonen Jump app called, um, Earthling, or whatever it's called, Earther. Oh, yeah, I started reading that, too. Yeah, I'm kind of fucking sucked. I thought it was stupid. I've read better stuff on Shonen Jump, yeah. yeah. I, 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 the, the manga had me until the end, I was like, okay, this is, this is dumb. Oh, care. the end of the first chapter? Yeah, I, like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, I knew you were gonna, they were, they, the whole idea, I knew they were gonna up me. I knew they were gonna give me the up, the up treatment when they were like, speeding through everything you know how up at the beginning of the oh. movie up like they just like give you the, yeah, 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 the romance yeah. really quick I'm like oh this is what this oh yeah way. no i felt that 100 percent for yeah. sure well i i felt that as soon as like as soon as they were in a relationship and then they had a kid and i was like oh she's definitely going yeah away she's for going it. away yeah that's, that's she's going away like she's not coming back yeah that goes back to the, the whole we mentioned it last week the whole trope but whenever we get the backstory of one of the characters they they end up they're gonna die for sure like, oh, an, like yeah, an action yeah. movie like oh he's it's you a wedding the, the flashback to some part about their past yeah it's, the, it's, like, it's okay, a flashback or sure. it's like they're at a wedding or they yeah. say he just got married or they say like he just had a kid <laughs> or there's a scene whenever where they, something recently good happened in yeah. their lives and they make it a point to like point that out they're like okay that's that or when the third tier t- character is like they're all gathered around and the third tier character is like guys when we make it back I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Oh, you're definitely dying. You're definitely. Well, it's like die. the one that gets me, uh, and I've noticed this when I've been watching uh, Criminal Minds and like NCIS and a couple of other shows like that, which is like the character that like the new character that shows up and it's like, I just want to be just like you. I my sense of justice is so pure, and I'm like, oh yep, you're definitely gonna get fucking shot this episode. Yeah. So. Yep, 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 yep. Absolutely. Um, but it's episode 170, and we thought, what better way to celebrate episode 170? A great <laughs> milestone of a sure. part for the, of the episode than to to watch and dissect the 1997 classic. That's okay. Yeah, it's a way to describe it. Sure. Stacked cast. It is a pretty stacked cast, which I think was surprising. Jaws in the Amazon. Anaconda. Yeah. Now, I want to say this off the rip. Mm-hmm. I watched this movie one time, probably not even one time. I think I seen this movie half a time when I was a kid. And I feel like I, I definitely watched it upwards of two times, maybe. Yeah, this is this is the first time that I've sat there and actually wanted to watch it. I saw it on TV or something, mm-hmm. and even as a child, I thought mm-hmm. this movie looked like shit. And as an adult, I can sit there and say that this movie looks like shit. Yeah, I think 
I think the overall production design of it, like the the ship and the Amazon stuff, looks fine. Oh yeah, it was fine. The problem is, the CGI for the snake is not good. Yeah, that can and even be the times. practical for the snake is not that good either. I'm I'm happy that there that 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 the practical exists. I mean, I was happy to see the practical in there, but I've seen better practicals of giant snakes. I feel like. Well, I mean, even at the time, you know, I can yeah. I can think of better practical effects at the time, but. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Anaconda, yes. Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube when he's still considered Ice Cube. This is like this is like one of his first movies after NWA, I think. Yeah, or Outside even of his, his solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Owen Wilson, mm-hmm. John Voight. John Voight. Those are the big ones. Those are the big There's ones. the other guy in there, the pompous dude, who's like, I feel like he's a character actor that I recognize, but I don't know his name off the top of my head. Yeah. And then obviously Danny Trejo for about two minutes. Yeah, it's the first, literally the first person died in the booth. I saw his name pop up and I was like, was Danny Trejo in this? So I want to I I like, mention oh, yeah, Danny Trejo because it's the beginning of the movie. And, he um, also doesn't look like Danny Trejo at all. He looks like young Danny Trejo. I guess. I don't know. I guess I'm just so used to Machete. Like if you go watch like. And like um, older Trejo. Yeah, if you go watch him in like the 90s stuff that he's in, he, 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 you can tell. Okay. Okay. Um. But speaking of him, mm-hmm. I I, I want to give props when I can give props because I'll I'll, okay. I'll bog down when I ha- where I have to. Okay. But when I started this movie last night, mm-hmm. and this opening scene started, I, I don't have I don't have any memory of this opening scene mm-hmm. with him standing around the boat and the mm-hmm. floorboards being torn up, and then him like running around getting to the to the mast of the mm-hmm. ship, very much like a, a job yeah. scene, mm-hmm. and then. And then killing himself. Mm-hmm. I want to see one. I think it's a really cool opening to a movie. It's a really. Cool... I think it's a good opening, and it sets the tone for like what the movie's going to be, kind of going forward, or at least it's supposed to. And then you get yeah. to the rest of the movie, and then like kind of doesn't apart. really fill on the promise of that opening scene. Yeah, it falls apart. But the idea behind the opening sequence, I think, is really cool. It's really tense, and it's really, uh, um, it, it kind of gives that like foreboding feel like you're gonna die because he's gonna mm-hmm. kill himself but what i don't understand was why would you climb to the top of this mast and then kill yourself yeah i don't i don't get the point of that either there's a couple of moments like that there are definite like script issues in this movie that's one of the earlier ones where it's like okay well if you're just gonna kill yourself, just kill yourself at the bottom of the boat because the snake's gonna eat you yeah. whether you're at the top of the boat or at the bottom of the boat. So hey, what's gonna be worse? I don't know why you would go through all the effort to climb all the way up. What's gonna be worse is if you try to kill yourself on the top of the mast and you you're still alive when you hit the water and now the gun's gone and you have to get eaten alive. Yeah, I mean, I guess the thought would be that he tried to climb up because he thought that he'd get away from the snake. Because then there is one bit where he, like, looks down and sees the snake, and that's yeah. when he decides to shoot himself. So I guess that he was like, oh, I guess I can't get away from the snake. So I get that. I'd rather shoot myself than get eaten alive, I guess. So. But what did you think was going to happen? Like, you were going to – you know the snake's big. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, yeah. It's like we go into this movie, and it's like, okay, first of all, you're a giant snake hunter. So it's not like you're just going after some, like, little itty-bitty bitch. Yeah. Like, you know that it's going to be a mother of all snakes. So yeah. I, I, I think the idea – behind the opening is really cool Mm -hmm. i just don't understand a lot of it but i think the concept is really cool yeah i think this is one of those movies that's like the concept is really cool 
the cast is decent. I think the problem is that, like, I mean, the visual effects are definitely a part of it, but there's also just a lot of, like, like you said a little, or a little bit before, like, there's just a lot of script stuff that, like, I'm watching this movie and I'm like, yeah. like, what? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I think the big thing is, like, the twist reveal that the whole voyage was, like, yeah. some sort of, like, mega plot by John Voight and their driver to get them out to this area to hunt this anaconda. And I'm like, okay, first of all, why would you make yourself stranded in the middle of Amazon? You could have just like been a deckhand for the driver. Like why this whole elaborate thing where you're like stranded out in the middle of nowhere? Or also like, why would you need that boat? And uh, you yeah, also, just why, use, would you, like... why would you need this entire documentary? Why, like, why would you need this whole crew in the first place? Why can't it just be like you and your buddy? And then or you like, you and a crew of snake hunters. Like, why would you, would, yeah. wouldn't you rather have people who are experienced with snake hunting? Like, why would and you? Would, and they're actually on board with what the fuck is going yeah. on instead of having people that like want to, like feed you to the snake and tie you up the entire time. Like, yeah. I don't know why you'd want people that are constantly like fighting against what you're trying to do. Like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So that's the whole driving plot of the movie, though, is that Jennifer Lopez and then um, the British dude and uh-huh. then the, their whole crew is their documentary film crew mm-hmm. trying to go find this like lost tribe, right? Yeah, it's some sort of like it's one of those like yeah like elusive tribes that like really hasn't been documented before, so they're trying to get out there and actually like get the lifestyle of this tribe on camera for yeah. the world to see. This is like Jennifer Lopez's big break. Yeah, it's supposed to be like the yeah like the I don't know what it what the film festival is for doc like the, I don't know like Cans or whatever like they're sort yeah. of like breakout documentary that would get her to like bigger stuff later on. And so. very quickly into the journey, they run across a broken down ship. John Voight, he gets yeah. on board. He says, "Let's hit into the next." It feels village. like less than a half a day into the journey. Yeah, they, super they early on. Me. And very quickly, if you have any doubts that he's a bad character, then you don't. You you're stupid because because <laughs> they play that shit up so hard. He is. I've got to say, at least like character writing wise, he does a really good job of like playing an asshole so yeah well that's probably him in real life yeah but they just like in terms of like um visually Mm -hmm. and like screenwriting or whatever if you don't there's no way that you can watch this movie and go well they're gonna give me a bait and twist he's gonna be he's gonna be secretly a good guy like no he's a bad guy he's a bad guy from the get-go and they they play that well they haven't make that weird like creep they just make him look creepy the entire time which is like if yeah. you're trying to do a bait and switch, it'd be a really, really weird bait and switch when you have this guy just like looking like a creep, staring at Jeffrey Lopez's tits the entire time, uh, making weird know. faces too. Like yeah, just weird constantly face. doing. He has this weird like cockeyed thing where he like constantly has like a lip, like an Elvis lip parted up or something. I don't know. It's very weird facial expressions that he constantly has. And the the first thing I thought about when he hops on board and starts talking is like, mm-hmm. what what the fuck accent is he doing? Dude, I have no idea. Well, then, well, and then he like explains where he's from. He's like, I'm from Paraguay, and yeah. I'm like, that is not a Spanish accent. Like, what are you trying? What are you telling me right now? You and are not from Paraguay. Part of me thought that he almost sounded kind of like John Claude Van Damme in certain parts. Maybe I know. I felt like a lot of it. It tried to admit it. It sounded like me, like he was trying to do like a, 
like a Louisiana, like a like a uh, like, like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, accent. like Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme in Hard Target. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Or he on at some points too, he kind of sounds like Steven Seagal. In some yeah, points. he does definitely have like a Steven Seagal thing at certain points. And what kills me is that it's so like generically bad. Yeah. That and he you he's one of those actors where like, you just know. Like you know, that's not his accent, so you can't. I can't believe that that's how he would sound. Yeah. Um, but my favorite part of the beginning of the movie, though, uh, besides Ice Cube, I think he's listening to himself. I was wondering about that. I'm wondering. I was wondering if he was listening to like him or N.W.A. Yeah. Like on the ship. Besides the him listening to himself, which I think is funny, and then also <laughs> him having matching Converse for two different outfits. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got two outfits. He's got blue, blue, he's got black. And they both have matching high-top Chuck Taylors, which I think is hilarious. And matching bandanas. But there's this opening scene, or a scene in the beginning of the movie, where mm-hmm. the um, panther gets attacked mm-hmm. by an anaconda. And the pan- the panther puppet looks so fucking bad. Yeah. I just... It's one of those things where it's like, I'm glad that they use practicals, but like... If you're going to go with the practicals, you have to make sure that they look good. Yeah, oh yeah. Especially for this movie, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't, like, the highest budget movie ever, but, like, they had to have had some movie. Like, they got Ice Cube and Jennifer Lopez. Like, oh yeah. They had to have some money. Oh, they had money. Yeah, they had money. It wasn't a high so, budget movie. So, I don't but... understand why it looks so bad. Because I've seen movies from this era, and their practical effects look better than this. Absolutely. I mean, I so I know that there are companies that, that can do better work than this. The Panther scene, though, alone, I was like, I, when that happened, I was like, oh, this is this is what I'm getting into. Yeah. This is what I'm getting it into. Which is, I mean, hey, I rather it look, I would rather it be practical and grimy, grindhousey looking and like goofy, mm-hmm. than it be 100% all time crap CG. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's better than it's better with this at least than yeah, like you get into like the sci-fi area, sci-fi era of like those asylum movies, and they're all like they look yeah, like shit. Absolutely. So, which I'm pretty sure um, I, I would bet that Anaconda two, three, four, whatever, probably. I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. Venture into that realm. Yeah. But as the boat is going down the river, mm-hmm. in this apocalypse now like style journey, yeah, we get our favorite character in the movie, which is Owen Wilson. Oh my god, dude. Cuz he is to me this is 1997, so it's fairly early in his career. Yeah. He's done a couple movies, he did Ball Rocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. He is at peak Owen Wilson in terms of visuals. Yeah, yeah, I mean he doesn't this is like yeah, he's got the hair and he's got the whole look and like the, I was like all right, your choice. Just, apparently you're just keeping this look for the rest of your life. So Peak Owen Wilson, uh, no kind of keeping the accent down a little bit. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But when he dies later on, mm-hmm. what a terrible, terrible looking death. He gets constricted and then like falls into the water. And then he gets eaten. And then gets eaten. It's like, and what, then he gets eaten. And then you get the this... scene under the water when you see his face you see his smushed face into the anaconda skin. But every time this the anaconda kills someone, I, I'm so bored. It's the same death every single time. Yeah, it's just constricting and then eating. Which I get. Maybe that's how 
That's. I mean, that's how anacondas do it. So I mean, but I don't know. I feel like you can do like. But this is a movie. I mean, I think the most interesting one out of that was when pompous dude like jumps off the waterfall, and I was yes. like, oh, he's gonna get away, and then yeah. he caught him in midair, and I was like, okay, that's pretty good. I I didn't think it was good. I thought it was. I, I mean, it was out so of all lame. the other deaths we've seen so far, it was the best one. It was the best one, but I thought it was really lame too. Oh, Something right. about it felt like, of course that would happen. Of course this is gonna happen. Because in this world, in this movie, anacondas can float. Yeah. How did the anaconda hold on to the rocks? The tree, right? Yeah, it was a tree. But there's times where the anaconda like will like come down from the ceiling, and you're like. I, yeah, th- I, I think you're floating. I don't. Th- they're not showing where your tail's at, but I, I, I think you're flying. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that, like, especially these anacondas, like, they're so big that, like, they can't do like what normal snakes do, where they like, yeah. you know, like kind of like hang down. Like, I feel like these snakes are so big, like they would just instantly fall. Yeah. What I have a question though. What do you? What was in when they when they uh, stopped by the Danny Trejo ship? And they mm-hmm. go on there and get the crate. What was in the crate? The bombs? What was in the crate? I can't remember. No, I think it was supposed to be the, uh, the uh, like the fishing hook. Okay. That he uses to like try to fish. Gotcha. The anaconda later on, because then yeah, it's like the scene after that is after he's talked to Owen Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like fishing on the back of the boat. So I think it was supposed to be like some sort of like heavy duty hook or whatever, so that they can. Yeah. Fish the anaconda out of the water, which is like. I mean, I get it. You're a poacher and stuff's like worth better. No, I don't get that either because poachers kill animals all the time. Yeah. So I don't know why he's so intent on this animal yeah. being alive. I guess it's better dead or, dead or alive. You know, I guess. I, don't I know. guess the thought would be that like you could sell it more to like a zoo or a private collector or something like that. But like if you're going to die from this anaconda and you could probably still just sell it for a decent amount of money dead. Yeah. Just kill it. Yeah. Especially when you're not equipped to take this animal alive. Like, like he is just, not equipped to take this animal alive. You, just, you bring him back and go, hey, listen, here's this giant-ass anaconda. We know there's multiple back there. Let's bring whole crews. And that's the, yeah, that's the other thing, which gets to the end of the movie, which is like, okay, first of all, how the fuck did he catch up to them? Yeah. How the fuck did he catch up to them? Middle of the water. He got knocked off the ship, and he was also tranquilized. Uh-huh. But somehow... Not only did he catch up to them, he made it there before them because he was lying in wait mm-hmm. and then knocked them out. Mm-hmm. And then how did the anaconda, no how did the other anaconda that was probably around not feel him in the water? Yeah, and that's the other thing because then, yeah, well, I mean, you know, you know there's going to be a second one. Yes. Because the movie's not clearly not over yet, so there's definitely going to be a second anaconda. But, yeah, I don't know how the anaconda didn't, like, already, you know – eat him or whatever because he had to swam there exactly right so how is he not yet how did he not get eaten by an anaconda like none of it makes sense like that whole ending bit with him like makes no sense also the whole ending bit with the idea of like we're gonna put down a net and like the net's gonna capture it's the, the looney tune the most looney tune shit i'm like i'm gonna put these live people in the net they're definitely not gonna move and the snake is definitely not gonna move as soon as the net's around it. Cause everybody knows as soon as the snake sees a net, they instantly drop dead. Yeah. And I, I don't know the science behind the snake, obviously, because it's fake. Yeah. But again, even in this whole sequence, the anaconda is like flying yeah. through hallways and shit. I'm like, I don't and it's not like if it was like slithering, I would get it. But it's mm-hmm. not. It's like just flying. 
Like, yeah, it's through a lot of, like, lunging stuff. I don't know. It's hard to, like, even get a movement for it because even... Because it's not even, like, the fact that you're flying. You, don't see, you just don't see its movements in general. Like, you get a lot of, like, the Evil Dead yeah. snake cam vision. Yep, yep. Which, by the way, stuff, so. the Evil Dead snake cam, they are, they are cranking out Dutch angles in this motherfucker, dude. Oh, yeah, no. There's All a sorts billion. of crazy fun angles. Well, it's like the first scene where you know that there's going to be an anaconda because they have that weird shot where they, like, have the entire scene, like, flipped upside down. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? And then they, like, slowly turn it upside down or right side up. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, so you did this, like, minute-long scene Which to is, show me that there's I, I another snake. And it's, it's like, I knew there was another snake. They're not done yet. I think they made a movie without those scenes in it. And they went, they took it back to the film and the studio. And they were like, hey, we need 90 minutes. And they're like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. We're going to go do a fucking two-minute-long 360-degree for no reason. Yeah, no reason. For no reason. Uh, Jayla runs away. Ice Cube gets away. Yeah. Uh, she, well, the 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 red anaconda is chasing her upstairs. This bit, that bit doesn't make any sense to me either. Because then you have the moment where it's like, okay, first of all, I don't know why everybody thinks the correct idea is to try to climb up something that only has one way, one direction for you to go, mm-hmm. up and down. And everybody's like, that's the best way for me to get away from a giant snake that can slither up yeah. and catch up to me so much faster. I mean, it, clearly it can fly. So at this point. Well, that too. I mean, yeah, it can just defy gravity. Don't even get so. into a plane because at this point you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Things are just going to Samuel Jackson should have heard that. Exactly. That's what he should have heard. But the, even the concept, like the, the writing, this idea to kill the snake, like to like, blow it up. A burning, it's so boring. And but then it, it doesn't even so, work. It doesn't even like, work. And, that, and that's... Because then, then he's just like, no, nah, you know what? I'm just going to beat the shit out of it yeah. with an axe. And it's yeah. like, okay, why couldn't you just do it in the first Like, you had a pickaxe. You could have just done that in the first place if that's what you were all just going to end up yeah. doing. And also, you told me that, like, only two anacondas were big. Like, of all those all those billions of baby anacondas that yeah. they saw, only two were big? Yeah. I don't get it. I get I it. I get it. Yes, it's a movie about a giant snake killing people. I get it. But also, number two, what confused me was, okay, in the beginning of the movie, we see this anaconda, whichever one it is, I don't know which one it is, yeah, destroy a ship, mm-hmm. Jaws style. Yeah. Why is it not destroying their ship, Jaws style, the entire time that they're rowing? Yeah, I don't know why they're still able to be on their ship and nothing's going wrong. Well, you know, you know why. Because then the movie would end. Yeah, the movie would end. Yeah, that. So I'm thinking, like... Okay, but um, if you're gonna have be in a situation where the movie would end if it destroys the ship, then don't show that it has the capability to destroy a ship. Right. I was thinking like the scene where the the barrels go into the water. Oh, here we go. It's Jaws now. Yeah. And then I was like, nope, nothing happened. Nope. Because you would think like if this snake can just fly the way it does, it should just <laughs> shoot out from the trees and like <laughs> just like fly through the frame and just, like engulf people and then go into the water. And then come back and do it again. And then do it again. Yeah. But no. And we get the stupidest scene too at the end of the movie where it eats John Voight and then spits John Voight back up. Then it makes no sense. I mean it makes sense because they have that stupid title crawl at the beginning where they say that anacondas regurgitate their food. But it it felt like studio execs were like, 
you have to put this at the beginning of the movie because otherwise it doesn't make any sense why he spits him up later. <laughs> yeah. Because that also, doesn't play a part in any other part. Like, nobody else gets spat up. Just John Voight. Yep. At least from what we see, obviously. At least, yeah, at least from what... Well, from what they showed us, like, nobody else gets spat up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... it's the entire time I'm watching the movie, I'm I'm impressed with the set. If you want to mm-hmm. even know on location or whatever. I'm impressed with yeah, the, the way it set, looks. Yeah, the boat looks, like, pretty good. It looks grimy. It looks dirty. Yeah. Um, the acting is perfectly fine for the quality of movie that I'm expecting. Yeah, I mean, for like a, you know, a B-style monster horror movie. I mean, it's not, you know, terrible. Ice yeah. Cube's doing pretty good. Yeah. Jennifer Lopez is Jennifer Lopez. So. What what makes the movie lose any sort of um, quality points is literally everything else. Yeah. Literally everything else. Yeah, I would agree with that. Music is forgettable. Yeah, there's not even, like, a... Like, I feel like with a movie like this, especially when it's, like, yeah, trying so hard to, like... There's not even a snake theme? Jaws, there's no, like, Anaconda theme. Yeah. Like, I feel like the, you should have something like that. Where it's, like, right. okay, Anaconda's coming. And I feel like there is, but it's not, like... It doesn't stand out like Jaws does. No. No. It's... it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, when you wrap up the 90 minutes, whatever it is, the hour and 44, whatever, whatever the time, running time is... Yeah. I sit back and think to myself, man, this is a boring, a boring movie. Yeah, and the ending is boring too. They just like, all right, they see the crowd, and yeah. they're gonna film the crowd. Cool. Or they they film the tribe. I'm like, my first thought cool. at the end of the movie. Completely forgot that was even a thing because like nobody's mentioned it for the past yeah. hour and twenty minutes. So my first thought at the end of the movie was, man, the guy the guy who got hurt had the best gig in the movie. Sleep <laughs> the entire thing. You, you get to hit someone one time, and then you get to go yeah. back to sleep. You get to do one heroic thing, and then you get to go back in bed. And you get to, you get to, you get to end your day with Jennifer Lopez. That, that's 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 your whole life. Cool. Didn't do anything to earn that relationship with Jennifer Lopez, yeah. but at the end of the day, you get Jennifer Lopez. You, I, I can't remember. How did the how did the wasp get in his throat again? It was, it was in the they tube? They made something that, like, basically John Voight said that somehow they sabotaged his breathing device. Yeah, like the, into the wasp the, in there. Into But the then apparatus, it's like, okay... Right? But he already, like, did the job, and then the wasp shows up? Like, that doesn't yeah, make any sense. doesn't make any sense, yeah. Like, why would it not be, like, as soon as he puts the breathing device in, the wasp, right like, away. stings him? Yeah. Like, as soon as he takes a breath, the wasp should just, like, be in his throat and, like, stinging him. But that's not what happened. No. No, that's not. Uh, well, I'm yeah, not gonna, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm not gonna think too hard about it. Too hard, no. too much more hard about it. Too hard about it. It's not. It's not worth the effort. Yeah. It all. All it made me think was like this is they try to capitalize on the feeling of Jaws and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but make it 1997, which I understand, and I think it succeeds on a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Um. But what what doesn't do well is just really like the snake itself isn't terrifying enough. No, and, you, and, you see, and we see a lot scary. more of it than we we see the we see the shark. Yeah, I would say yeah, it's not a particularly scary thing to encounter. Like, there's nothing really, I don't know. I mean, except for the fact that it, like defies the laws of physics. Like, yeah. there's nothing really too terrifying about it. So, Absolutely. if it was like tearing people's like limbs off, it'd be kind of sweet. Yeah, I, I bet. I mean, in, I guess it's like two, three, just four, supposed five. to like. I guess it's just, like, the thought of being crushed, but, like, as a concept in a movie, it's not particularly, like, visually terrifying. No. 
So unless you like you're actually like, squeezing so tight they become like jelly, and that's kind of cool. Yeah, unless you actually go like full like you know like schlock horror movie or like yeah. trauma where you see like people's like eyes bulging out. Which I thought face. was gonna happen. I thought it was gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, or like yeah, like you squeeze them so hard that like their guts spew out of their mouth yeah. or something like that. But which I thought would have been something sweet. like that happens. No, they play it too safe. Yeah. They play it too quote unquote realistic, even though they have a flying snake. Uh, Zach, I'm never watching this movie again. Yeah, probably not. And I know the sequels are worse, so those definitely aren't worth. No, those are worth watching. Unless we're in a bind. I uh, I will give this movie. I gave it out of five. I gave it two out of five on Letterboxd. Yeah, I'd probably give it a two out of five. It ain't the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just it's just incredibly boring. Yeah, I think it's definitely not the worst thing, but there's definitely like. There's just movies that do it better. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, especially when you know the movies that do it better, the stuff that this movie gets wrong just stand out a lot. Yeah. So, and Like I said, man, it's just like, if you're going to do this movie, go to balls to the wall and make it insanely crazy. Because yeah. all you get at the end of the movie is just a boring movie, which to me, there's nothing worse than a boring movie. Yeah. Like you can have really shit movies that are like terrible in every that are worse than this movie in every aspect. Quality, production, but at visual least there's something like enjoyable about like how shitty they but are. But I can find how bad how bad it is, I can find it funny mm. or enjoyable or redeeming. But you have a movie like this, which is like clearly they have money, clearly they have a budget, they clearly shot on some location somewhere. Mm-hmm. They got big name people who aren't necessarily big name actors, but big name people. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just a lukewarm, you know, fart in the wind. Yeah. Which is, which is the worst thing a movie can be to me. It's like not one of the extreme. It's okay. It's like it's one of the billion Liam Neeson thriller movies. It's like just yeah. in the middle, middle of the road. You play it safe. It's kind of boring. And one know. of Bruce Willis's recent movies where he's barely right. even there. Right. And, and this movie made a ton of money. I know that, but just yeah. I mean, it had to have because yeah, I got like four sequels. So. Yeah, but it's just so boring and safe that I. Yeah, I don't understand how. Also, I feel like this did like the worst legacy, which is that this movie spawned a cornucopia of other terrible, yeah, B schlock, animal attack horror movies. Yeah, Yeah. like animal attack movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably, or at least least Jaws three, like one of those one the one of those sequels probably started it. Yeah, so I'm sure. Zach, anything else you want to say about Anaconda? Nah. It's not worth your time. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you back next week with hopefully a better movie. Hopefully. Cross our fingers. Yeah. See you guys. See ya.